Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast, which is on accelerated access to the GP held patient records. My name is Lisa Harding, and I'm one of the directors of primary care at Wessex LMC. And I'm delighted to introduce my colleague, Caroline Sims, who's an information governance consultant and data protection officer in the Hampshire and Isle of Wight area. Welcome, Caroline, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. I'm very happy to be here. Great. Okay, so let's kick off. Um, in a nutshell, can you explain to us what is accelerated access to the GP held patient record? Right. So this is an automated activation by NHS England, which will give patients access to their medical records held with GP practices Um Where they already have some level of access, it will actually give them access to everything that's added to their record. Okay, so this applies, as you say, just to the GP medical record, not to those held within hospitals or or other healthcare providers? No, this is just the records that the GP holds and that the GP practice adds information to. Okay, and so people are talking about prospective access, what what does prospective access really relate to? It refers to future records. So it's the information that a GP surgery may add to that patient record after the activation of this automated process. It could be a consultation. It could be administrative coding. Uh, it could be letters or the medications issued but it will only be the information added after this new switch on. It won't give access to earlier data. Okay, thank you. And and I understand there's there's been some changes at national level around the sort of go live date, but, but we are now November 22, so it is in the process of going live, isn't it? Uh, we are anticipating that it will be uh, activated from the end of the month. Yes. Okay, thank you. And and so what will patients see? Um, will they see everything that's entered onto the record? No, they won't. So there will be some information which patients won't be able to see because It relates to other organisations. It may be that there's information that they don't know about, which could be distressing. um, And the practices won't give automatic access to that until they've had the opportunity to review it and discuss it with the patient. So um, as they have contact with the practice, and it could be telephone contact or a video consultation or a face-to-face consultation, or simply a text reminder of an appointment, that will be added in real time to their record, and they will be able to see it on their online access or their mobile phone app. Okay. And and so which patients will see their information? Does this apply to um, the whole all the registered patients of a practice? No, it doesn't. So it's 16s and over, and it's only the patients that currently have online access or the mobile phone app or request it in the future. So if a patient doesn't have access at the moment, they won't know about this at all. 
uh, it's the ones that already have online access to that record. And with most practices, that's around the 40 to 50 percent mark of patients. There will be some patients that are not able to have access, and that could be those for whom um, they cannot uh, manage an online record themselves. So it could be if they lack capacity. So elderly patients with dementia, for example, may not be able to understand that it's their information and they need to protect it. Um, equally, if a patient has access, but then the GPs believe they are abusing that level of access, it can be turned off. So it, it is very much our pretty well on a case-by-case basis but the aim is to protect the patient and protect that data okay and am i right in thinking that things like proxy access is unaffected by this and care homes etc will still be potentially be able to access so this is online access to give the patient themselves access to their own information proxy access allows the patient to give consent for someone else a carer a care home um, their family uh, limited access to some of their records to enable them to support their care so for example booking appointments or ordering medication that will not be affected so patients needn't worry that suddenly someone who's got proxy access is going to see everything Uh, on their record because that doesn't change this is just for the patient to see their own information okay so so take me for example um person of working age um if if i don't have access and i don't have an app at the moment but i hear about the program and i think well that would be really helpful for me i can download the app i i there are a number of apps i understand out there that are patient facing apps so so i've got some choice in terms of i might choose the nhs app or i might choose a different app yes that's right so the patient has has as you say a number of ways of getting this access if they don't have it they can request it from the gp surgery um, they need to take in at least two forms of identity photo identity usually driving license and passport, the practice will verify their identity because it's important we make sure that it's the patient getting access to their record, not someone else. They can also download one of the apps. The NHS app is perhaps the most well-known, but there are others available. And that will then take them through a number of security questions, again, to prove their identity. And once they have that, that will automatically link to their GP surgery and they will be able to see the information that the GP surgery um, gives access to. OK. And and you've touched a little bit already on the fact that actually if there are some sort of sensitive en- entries in the record or vulnerable patients registered at the practice, um, there is a mechanism perhaps to sort of redact that entry if, if it felt it's inappropriate for the patient to be able to see it. Will they know that something has been redacted? No. The patient will only see the information that has been deemed appropriate by the practice. The practice has a duty to to work in the best interest of the patient. And whilst the practice may be aware that some information has had to be um, held back, uh, the patient won't know what that is. They won't see anything blank or anything that says 
something's missing. The other thing to think about is if the practice is aware that the patient may be coerced into sharing their information, um, perhaps in an abusive uh, relationship or perhaps they've got concerns that someone could access their information the practice can then withhold information or give a, a lesser level of access to that patient so it's not the same necessarily for everyone um, and in some practices they will actually review it uh, on a patient by patient basis before they give this extended access OK. And I understand um, if if they do decide, the practice decides to withhold the record until it's reviewed and decided what's appropriate to release, um, there will still be some information potentially that the patient will be able to see, such as uh, appointment data, prescriptions. Yes. yes, absolutely. They will be able to see um, their appointments. I think you can usually see the last six months worth of appointments. They will be able to use it to book coming appointments. Um, they will be able to see their prescriptions and order their medication. They will be able to see when their medication reviews are due. They may see information about text messages, reminders that have been sent to them, uh, referral letters, uh, letters that the practice has sent out inviting them for reviews. They'll see their immunizations. So when they last had their flu jab or their COVID uh, jabs. They will be able to look up um, some of their records. So they will see test results. Uh, they won't see test results until the GP has seen it and commented on it. Sometimes GPs have to have three or four test results in before they can form an opinion. And in which case those will be hidden until everything's there and the GP is able to give um, a course of action or say, no, everything's fine, then they'll be made available. Uh, they'll also get to see what's on some of their consultations. So if they just go to the nurse for a medication review or a review of their hypertension and the nurse uses a template, every time she adds entries through that, it will be visible online. OK, so I've heard some concerns raised around, for instance, if a, if a patient um, is diagnosed with, say, cancer, um, there's that opportunity once once that that result is filed on the record, it is viewable. Is that correct? So there just needs to be a process within the practice yes. to make sure that, um, that everything's lined up before it's filed. Yes, that's right. If uh, if, for example, a patient is undergoing tests and for a serious condition or cancer, uh, sometimes the practice will get a letter from the consultant saying, yes, we've identified that this patient has X, Y or Z. Uh, and the practice may withhold that from the online view because the consultant may say we will be discussing this with the patient in two or three days time. So to add it to their record straight away could cause panic. Uh, to the patient and we don't want to do that we don't want to be distressing it's important that they have the discussion with the consultant or clinician before they find out about information that that could be upsetting and so it's a way of managing that so if something has been hidden from online view and the patient is expecting to see it they can ask for it to be made visible and we can go through and mark things as visible 
uh, online uh, once they've they've actually been redacted. Okay, and then a couple more questions. Um, what will the patient will the patient know who's made the entry on the record? So will they see the the name of the individual at the practice that that has made that entry? Yes, they will. Um, patients have a right to know who is accessing their information and making changes to it. And that could be adding, updating uh, or even removing in some cases. So if anyone uh, working at the practice accesses that patient record, the patient will be able to see that. And that's really important because staff have an absolute duty of confidentiality. Um, Everything they do is audited. And they should only be going into patient records if there is a working basis to do so. So to make an appointment or to add uh, an admin entry or to issue their repeat medication. Um, If they go in for any other reason, it will show and the patients will be able to see that. And it's important that staff remember, you know, you have an absolute duty of confidentiality to patients and their records. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Caroline. Just finally, then, to end, um, it's, it's a huge programme and I think it, it, it generates more questions all the time. Um, and we're learning all the time around what, what's happening in the detail. Um, if people are interested or they need to know a bit more, where can they find out a little bit more? Right. They can find out about it on the NHS digital website, um, which is https colon forward slash forward slash digital dot nhs dot uk forward slash services and if they type in nhs app or uh, online access it will take them to a lot of uh, guidance information that can be shared with patients information for staff at the practices there's a, a lot of resource there but that will certainly be the the place to go and look initially We are getting more information through constantly. Um, I am sending information out, certainly to the Hampshire practices. um, But, you know, Lisa will know I send stuff her way as well. So we are trying to send out as much information as we can and keep people as up to date as we can. Um, One thing we haven't talked about, Lisa, is where the practices may have decided they're not ready to turn this extended access So at the moment, the practices offer a level of online access. Most practices are offering patients appointments, medication and perhaps coded entries. So they'll see their immunisations, their test results, and they'll see some entries that go into their consultation. But they won't see their documents or free text that's added. And this would empower that. And some practices just are not able to spare the staff uh, and have the capacity to do the reviewing necessary and deal with the queries. So for some practices, this may be delayed or or it may be offered when a patient asks for it. Um, It doesn't mean that they can't have it. It just means that at the moment it's not the right time and the practice is not ready to actually proceed with it. And that's made that decision is made at a practice level. Yes, it is. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Caroline. The only other bit to mention is is that we're trying to provide information on our website as well. Um, so we do try and reference to the NHS Digital's uh, website and other resources. So keep an eye on that too. Um, Caroline, thank you so much for your time. I'm sure we'll need to have you back as, as the programme develops. It's uh, retrospective access next year as well, they're talking about. So I'm sure we'll need you back another time. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Lisa. Wessex LMC's supporting you and your practice.